Hey, the world's full of fantastic music. Each month, we explore an album of significance, its roots, how it makes us feel, and then banter about its influence and staying power. Join us on our journey as we dissect, discuss, and discover some of the world's greatest albums on The Sonic Collective. Hello and welcome back to the Sonic Collective. We are back this month with myself, Darren Scott. I'm joined in Calgary, Alberta by Alan Dupuis and Scott Gregory. And all the way across the pond, both ponds, uh, over in Bangkok, Thailand is Scott Coates. Uh, This month, this past month, I chose Public Image Limited. Actually, they just went by Public Image when they released this album. Became Public Image Limited right after. But uh, I picked their first album, which is called First Issue. It came out in 1978. It's 39 minutes long, so it's short. We've talked about that lots on these reviews, that we feel that albums probably between that half hour, 45 minute mark are just a little more easier to listen to. And they kind of cut the fat. Um, So it is a short album. This is Johnny Rotten, Johnny Lydon. Uh, He was from the Sex Pistols, and this is his first project right after. Um, And we'll get into it a bit because uh, uh, one thing that came out, and I know some of the other guys listened to it as well, there was an hour-long interview uh, attached to the Spotify version of this uh, album. Uh, And it was done just a few months before the album released, and it was quite interesting. So I know that's going to come out in some of the things, but uh, I I just think that... uh, Johnny Lydon was kind of going through some rough times after uh, splitting up with the Sex Pistols. We won't even bring up, there's probably a lot of drugs and alcohol being consumed in massive quantities. Um, But this guy is young, angry at at life, but uh, one of the pioneers, as we know, of the punk uh, revolution. So anyway, this was his first project after. Um, As uh, we usually do in this program, I picked it, so I'm going to go last. So I'm going to throw it over to, uh, I'm going to start with Scott Gregory on this one. Scott, I guess, tell me your thoughts on this album. Yeah, so I went into this uh, liking a lot of post-punk bands out there. You know, like you said, it clocks in at just under 40 minutes, which I think is perfect. So if you're talking about punk or post-punk, anything in that that kind of sphere, uh, just get in, bang it down, and get out, right? Uh, like I said, The Cure, The Talking Heads, Joy Division, some of the contemporaries uh, that I was more familiar with uh, really had me primed to go into this and see uh, what was going on. Um, I found there were echoes of both The Clash and The Sex Pistols on the album, which obviously makes sense. You know, uh, Johnny Rotten's there from The Sex Pistols and uh, Keith Levine is there from The Clash. One of the founding members of The Clash plays guitars on this. So so saw that in there and enjoyed that because uh, I'm a big U2 fan too. And you can see uh, echoes of Keith Levine's guitars pushing forward through music as well too. So I uh, honestly thought it was just because of the clash that, that you see that from the edge. But now I see that there's this intervening album that he was working on too. And you can actually see a clearer line from this album to, to his play. So you can see the influence moving forward. I I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this album, right? Like it's it's a hot mess in some ways, but it's by design that it's not by design. And, you know, it's post-punk. It, it 
it's after people thought that punk was selling out and they wanted to get back to the roots and just really deconstruct the music and stick a finger in the air to both society and now to punk itself that they feel a lot of bands have sold out. So I can't get mad at them for that religion one and two. I really appreciate the subversive nature of the lyrics and that they're challenging the status quo in music and broader society. It's not my favorite musically. You know, it, I, I tried to make any sort of rhyme and reason out of it, but but I, then I stopped and just enjoyed it for what it was, I guess. Um, Annalisa, I actually liked the guitar riffs and vocals go really well together. There was a little bit more structure to that song. Uh, and so uh, it made it closer to the top for me. It was more accessible. Uh, Public Image as the first single. Uh, there was a thrumming bass line, which I thought was great. And for me, I don't know if anyone else would have felt this, but it, it did feel a bit like a Cure song, the song itself, but a little bit more raw. And then, of course, uh, when Johnny Rotten starts singing, it, it's nothing like Robert Smith. No one will ever confuse Johnny Rotten with Robert Smith. <laughs> no. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I thought the lack of structure and the effects on the vocals at some points... Um, made the album tracks blend into each other in some ways. Uh, And uh, basically it was only distinguishable at points by the tempo change. And you really had to listen to it a bunch of times to really catch the nuances between the songs. Uh, But, you know, would most people stick around for that if they weren't reviewing it like we were? And hopefully, you know, if you're a big punk fan, you would. And you would just keep at it until you really, it's not something you can just do a single listen to and, and really appreciate, you know, it's, it's dense and it's doing a lot of things, almost everything. So I think the one track that stood out the most for me was uh fodder stomp. It, it was really techy. It was different from the rest. I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, should it mm-hmm. have been seven minutes and 47 seconds? I don't, think it needed to be (laughs) i think they kind of had it down by minute three or four but uh i liked it i I really did so overall i i came out of this really a tough wade into it at the start but as time went on i really started uh to stop uh trying to apply my own rules and thoughts to it and just accept it for what it was and at that point uh it really started to grow on me and uh, and I came out pretty positive on it at the end of the month. Yeah, cool. All right, uh, Alan, what did you think, man? Oh boy, um, <laughs> that good? Yeah. Huh? No, you know, I the first playthrough, I was like, "What the hell did Darren subject us to?" <laughs> um, and the last playthrough, I was still like, "What the hell did Darren subject us to?" Um, mm-hmm. It was it was tough going into it, and I gotta say, it wasn't much easier coming out of it. Um, Darren, you mentioned the interview kind of off off the uh, Spotify version of the album. Listening to that, it gave me a little bit more insight uh, into what was going on in the minds of of John Lydon at the time, and so I guess that helped me appreciate the album for what it is a little more. But sonically, I think this thing is a friggin' train wreck. Um, listen, I like my aggressive music. I listen to lots of screamy, angry, angsty stuff, but usually there's hooks, there's melodies, there's rhythm, there's 
rhyme, you know, this seemed like it, it was caustic. And as Scott mentioned, it was caustic by design. Uh, I get what they were trying to do. I mean, they were trying to be sort of a, a voice of the counterculture and they were pushing back against a lot of different mainstream narratives and, and forging their own paths and stuff. And I got to give them all the respect in the world for having the boss to do that. Um, but to deliberately make an album that sounds like shit, I just don't get. And from what I understand, in later subsequent releases, they even kind of changed up their sound to be a little more accessible. I don't know firsthand because I did not dive into this uh, discography any deeper than uh, than the the first release there. But um, yeah, I don't know. There were a few songs on the album that I I kind of found myself drawn back to. Uh, as Scott mentioned, Annalisa was an interesting one. I think that was about an exorcism. Uh, so the subject matter is sort of interesting to me. Um, and Low Life, which was kind of a, a shot back at, uh, I think his name was Malcolm McLaren, uh, although rumor has it it may have also been about Sid Vicious, but it was basically just, you know, three and a half minutes of, of slinging shit at some of the members of the Sex Pistols. Um, and in that interview that we've been talking about, John didn't have a lot of positive things to say about his time in that band, despite them being, um, I think, pretty, pretty important, you know, as as music history would show. So I don't know. I I don't really have mixed feelings about this album, to be honest with you. I just frankly didn't like it. I didn't like listening to it. It always made me feel a bit um, uneasy. Just it's a lot of noise and that song Scott mentioned, Fodder Stomp, it's seven and a half minutes of yelling back and forth. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's just not for me, I don't think. So I, um, I'm kind of glad to not have to listen to this again. I'll be completely honest with you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's good. It's, uh, that's why we do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm all for challenging music this this tried to challenge me and it did not overcome so unfortunately mm -hmm. this will probably be the last public image limited release that i subject myself to <laughs> <laughs> all right scott coates yeah i'm pretty much with alan on this i listened to it uh, in in its entirety four times and you know punk to me is is kind of like an art right it's it's a type of art and I don't mind some punk, like I think Ramones, Black Flag, Fugazi, there's a handful of bands that went past one banging out an album. Because let's be honest, most punk musicians aren't musicians or weren't, right? They're just guys who are angry, managed to bang out some chords. Some of them got lucky and got an album and it was more a time period. But then some of the bands I just mentioned actually probably developed some musical talent and <clears throat> sort of went beyond that. And, and actually became musicians in the process of being punk. But there's few bands that go beyond that. And, and so the Sex Pistols obviously had some big hits. And I think they were more due to the time than their music ability. And listening to this, it just seems obvious to me that they're like, okay, Johnny, like you're the man. You got to capitalize on your name. We got to do something new to make money. And, and that that guy is a talentless ass clown. 
And I, I tried to find any real music sensibility or purpose in this thinking like, okay, did this guy and those, his, his bandmates actually write songs and want to like contribute something good to musical society. And, and then listening to that interview, I got about five minutes into it and I'm like, no, this guy is just a talentless, arrogant, ignorant ass clown. And I had to turn it off. And that interview really reminded me of maybe where Oasis got some of their pretentious bad behavior and stuff. I really found some similarities there. So the, I kept thinking like, when would anyone listen to this? Like not driving a car, not hanging out around the house, not cooking dinner. And an image just kept popping into my head as like people at an insane asylum being let out for recreational time and throwing this album on while those people in an insane asylum were out enjoying an hour of recreation. Like that's all I could imagine doing or (laughs) mid thirties or 40 year old crazy cat lady trying to like get her cats all corralled or something. So like the lyrics in religion one and two, I mean, come on, it comes off like somebody in grade 10 in a bad high school play. Like there's nothing being said there. Like God dog is God spelled backward. It's just to me. So so juvenile and and there's four almost songs on it like Annalisa, public image low life and attack i think they're three quarters of the way on their way to legit songs can kind of listen to those and then yeah like fodder stomp like seven plus minutes i think you got a two minute song here at the most and i've had we only wanted to be loved stuck in my head for about the last <laughs> two and a half days. So to me, that's just abuse of it a point. Like I, the first time listening to it, I'm like, okay, there's a beat, but like what's coming next? Where's this going? And it doesn't go anywhere. And then the final track cowboy song, like just what he says in the interview that it's all of them just saying different things, doing different things. It's just abusive noise. So to end like that, I'm like, why would you end with a song that's really, I, I don't know, just just really abusive? So, yeah, I don't know. None of it speaks to me. I don't know when you'd listen to it. And I think it's just really, in my mind, a, taste, or a, a case of a guy that had some notoriety trying to capitalize on his name, but didn't appear to develop any talent at all. So, yeah, this one ranks pretty low. Over to you, Darren. All right. Nailed it. Everybody loves whatever I pick. Uh, just so you know, uh, Cowboy Song was not on the original album. Um, it was actually a B-side for the uh, Public Image uh, 45. Um, they just put it on these newer releases. Uh, that is a weird tune, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and in that interview that Alan mentioned, they, uh, they the girl asked him, like, what are they saying? Like, what's going on in there? And he said, oh, one of the guys in the band members reading, like, a, a brochure, a travel brochure Canada, from Canada yeah. or something. And yeah and all this other stuff Uh, yeah the drummer uh jim walker was actually from edmonton alberta so he had moved to england but a canadian guy from edmonton so that's about 300 kilometers just north of us here in calgary alberta canada um so a little tidbit of information um yeah so you know i picked this now i should feel shame no i don't uh it's you know it is an iconic uh considered really a pioneer album of what's called post-punk and i guess for Johnny Lydon, it was just like, I guess he is post-punk because Sex Pistols were punk and then he immediately went to p- uh, public image and then he's post-punk. So I guess that was the line. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, Scott alluded to it and Scott, a lot of good uh, information there uh, today. Thanks for being the, the fact guy. Uh, it was good. Um, I don't know if anybody said it. it was 1978 this album came out. So a lot of like crap music then and Alan mentioned it too. And and I agree, uh, this this is still very punk. Like this is a very young, still uh, Johnny Lydon. 
uh, just an idiot, probably not much education, blasted off his skull, but fuck, did he believe in uh, being anti-establishment and doing something different with his uh, music. Um, he, he bashes like all mainstream Beatles. He, he hates Mick Jagger. He literally would like, he said he would kill him. He like, he literally, there's some question about like, oh, is there anybody you'd like, like love to shoot or something. He's like, yeah, Mick Jagger. Like, <laughs> so he, he was very against anything. And yeah, really juvenile is a good word. Uh, hot mess, Scott Gregory said that I still, I think those are good words. Um, but, but pushing it and, you know, a lot of people push it. Did it execute? Well, it did because it is a, a classic album. Um, I, I had listened to a bit of Public Image before, but honestly, not a full real album, really. I, well, maybe once or twice, some of the more uh, newer ones. Um, and and didn't mind them, didn't like be super drawn to it. But I will say that if you do listen to some of their other stuff, more modern stuff, uh, you know, his music ability, songwriting, and just it became more mainstream. He basically became the thing he did not want to. Um, and he even mentioned in the interview again that he's like, oh, we'll never tour. We're not going to tour. That's a waste of time. And like, oh, yeah, those fuckers are touring. Um, so anyway, uh, it's about this album. It is, again, uh, hard to get through. Uh, there's some stuff I like. very similar. I actually liked Annalisa as well. Uh, Alan alluded to it, but it was a story. I can't remember. It was Britain or Ireland. Britain, I think. And basically these parents believe that their daughter was possessed by the devil when she got uh, sick and, uh, and they decided that uh, they needed an exorcist. So they did not take her to a doctor, only had priests come in and they didn't feed her or give her water or something. And she died. So she literally died because they just believed she was possessed. And it was, it was a big, obviously tabloid issue. Uh, this was well in the seventies in England. So that's roughly the story. So that's what that song's about. So kind of psycho. Although I think what's going on with a lot of the vaxxers versus anti-vaxxers now and uh, the, the crazy beliefs that some people are believing, Hey, if you're an anti, if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's on you, but uh, um, don't protest in front of fucking hospitals, idiots. Um <clears throat> Yeah. So anyway, back to the album. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I like that they're trying to push it. I, I appreciate what they're trying to do, but I, I didn't love it myself either. Um, I would recommend again, going back rise is a good song, very popular that most people will know if you go back and listen to that. Um, I, you know, I, I quickly jot it down here. I think this is more a piece of art by an angry young artist, uh, than it is, a masterful piece of music. It, it, it's not Alan's right. It is. It's just kind of all over the place. It's hard to consume. You really got to just approach it like this is a statement and a piece of art, uh, more so than anything else. Um, but if you, I mean, if you're a music, you know, historian or just like exploring stuff, definitely worth going back. Um, I don't think I can say much more than you guys already added. So uh, why don't I flip it back to uh, scores for now? So I started with Scott Gregory. Uh, what were your scores for this? Yeah, so recommend I put at a three. It is a seminal album from the era. Uh, you have to listen to it if you want to understand that transition from punk to, to post-punk. There's a, mm -hmm. a couple really strong names on the, the album that... Uh, you know, uh, the band, I should say. So Influence 3.5, uh, not so much on me directly, but you can see, like I said, a strong influence on their contemporaries in the post-punk movement. And then when you move into the 80s and you look at some of those rock bands uh, and and other post-punk and industrial and other bands, you can you can 
feel the influence pushing forward into it. So uh, I appreciate that they they made this album. Overall, uh, I rounded down overall to a three. It is a hot mess, right? So uh, mm-hmm. if you like punk, uh, I'll rate it at as a four, but only once. After that, ditch it. Uh, listen to it once and run. You, you've got the history, <laughs> and, and now you never, as Alan said, never have to listen to it again. But you should listen to it at least once. Yeah. Alan? All right. So um, I'm feeling pretty charitable today. Uh, these are probably nicer than they should be. I'm giving this a two out of five as far as recommendation goes, only because I think, Scott, you're probably right. If you're into punk music or you're into music history, this is a seminal album from a highly influential artist. And, you know, you should you should check it out if only just once to see what all the hubbub's about. Um, influence, I'm giving it a two out of five, not because it influenced me in any way. Like I mentioned before, I really have no interest in checking out anything else from this band. Uh, but other bands that I do like have cited... Uh, PIL as an influence on them, uh, notably Radiohead, Red Hot Chili Peppers, U2, all of these bands have have cited uh, Public Image as being somewhat influential for one reason or another. And the irony is that Public Image, or I guess John Lydon would have, he would hate all of these mainstream bands just because... <laughs> Just because that's who he is. Overall, I'm going to give this a two out of five again, only because, frankly, I'm feeling a little charitable. <laughs> awesome. Scott Coates. Yeah, you guys are nicer than I am. And I think the interview at the <laughs> end took took me down, even because I just felt like it was kind of musical abuse by people that didn't care to even try and be good. And then I started listening to that interview, and I'm like, oh, these guys are total cocks. So honestly, recommend I give it a one because I just, okay, it's post-punk, but I think there's a lot of other stuff you could listen to and get a bit of joy out. I just really felt like these guys didn't care at all. And they were almost just serving up hot tart on a plate just to piss people off and annoy them. Uh, Influence, I I realize now we think about this differently. Did it influence music or did it influence myself? And I'm giving it a one again because it did not influence me like, I've no interest in listening to anything more by Johnny. And it actually takes the clash down a slight little notch. I, I didn't realize there was someone from the clash in here. And overall, I'm sorry, but I'm giving it a one. I gave it lots of listens, but there's no songs on this. I'm going back to, there's none on my playlist. And he's just an obnoxious cock that I think influenced the guys from Oasis to be dinks as well. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. One's across the board. That's awesome. I, I just want to jump in real quick because in defense, yeah, in defense of the clash, uh, Levine was fired from the band before they went big. So, so you can continue loving Clash at full. Okay, strength. that is good to know. He was fired for having some talent and caring. <laughs> That's funny, I, and I, I feel bad, Alan and others, if you listen to this. I, I think. Um, Anytime you go listen to an old album like this, it's hard. You're talking about 1978. Uh, can it stand up in 2021? And the answer is it's pretty tough. I'm like, no, not really. Um, 
Yeah, so th this is a tough one for me to judge because I do appreciate the historical significance of it. Uh, so anyway, um, I agree. In was it influential to me? I know there's a lot of bands that I love uh, that came out and, you know, I'm going to give it a two there. And again, it is more on the bit on the historical because it didn't really influence me that much personally. Uh, recommend, though, I'm actually going high on this. I am going to go with 3.5. And again, that is more because... Uh, I'm a music guy, and I assume people listening here are as well, and you're exploring. Um, I think this was worth exploring, at least just to even be like, holy fuck, like Johnny Rotten was off his rocker back in the day. And um, and also, give their, do listen to, even just listen to their uh, best of type of thing. Uh, he, they have some good good music. I, they, they got a lot of fans and became a, a lot better and more commercial, I'll say, which I know they didn't want to. But um, And then overall, I'm coming in at a three, which I, I think is generous. Uh, but And that's a there's probably a solid one in there for just historical significance. But um, personally, I just kind of thought it was OK. I did like a few songs um, on it, but you're right. It, it was it's probably not going to go back to it. Uh, uh, again soon. Um, I do recommend trying it with legal cannabis in the Canadian market when you're here. And the, the one I, I like now is Canica Perps. It's a nice hybrid one. It's a good little glowy one. So if you like to laugh and giggle, then give Canica Perps a try. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Scott Coach, you're up next. You want to you wanna just tell people who you picked? Yeah. The next pick is there. seriously different. And I think you're either going to draw some joy from it or probably dislike it a lot. But uh, it's an area we've never explored. It's ambient music. So uh, you'll have to go to the soniccollective.com to see what that is. It is the first of the month. So this baby's going to drop right away. But it is a musical journey from a legend who, in his own music area, but has also had massive impact on other huge bands. So it's, it's a road we've never taken. And I'm curious to hear what you all think of it. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I I know what it is, and I gave it a listen. It's it's pretty out there. So uh, if we struggled this month, boys, we could be in for a bit of a ride. Probably <laughs> <laughs> <Well, laughs> take up cannabis over this. <laughs> yeah, well, you you should. I highly recommend it. Yeah, you should yeah, either way. Well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, you should. <laughs> right. Uh, no, no peer pressure, no peer pressure. Um, anyway, on behalf of the Sonic Collective, which is Scott Coates way over in Bangkok, Thailand, and here in Calgary, Alberta, we got Scott Gregory, Alan Dupuis, and myself, Darren Scott. Thanks so much for listening. Go to thesoniccollective.com or any of your, of your favorite podcast platforms, and we'll be there. See you next time on the Sonic Collective. Thanks for listening and exploring with us. We'll be back real soon with another pick and critique of albums that matter here at the Sonic Collective.